that uh that's fine i'll i'll, I'll take that <laughs> i will take that well would you like to introduce the film yeah i will so welcome to to x rated is that what we're going with yes. okay good um that's ex rated and uh, I feel like maybe we should tell talk a little bit about ourselves and why we're calling it that. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, we dated for like three weeks about ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but ago. we kept in touch. You know, we run with some of the same circles. Uh, you know, you work at one of my haunts. That's uh, true. So, you know, it was just bound that we are going to run into one another. And it's not like things went south because, like, we hated each other. It just... I don't know. Yeah. It fizzled. It happens. <laughs> it happens. You have a crush on everyone for like two minutes at some point, right? Yeah, And sure. sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And that's just how it works. City yeah. living. <laughs> <laughs> City living. <laughs> um, but yeah, we always like... We always really liked movies. Yeah. And uh, we used to... At one point, we like gave each other a list of movies. I don't remember we, the yeah, origin of that. Uh, I think it was because we were just talking about movies one time... And like I, think I had just got Netflix or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just remember like it was like you know you always kind of get a, a kick out of like recommending something to someone, mm -hmm. like and especially if they enjoy it, like that kind of just you love that a little bit. Uh, and like you were difficult because like I wanted to recommend you something, but it was hard because like you you know you've seen Pulp Fiction. I can't just recommend that you see Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, so like I had to like think about what to recommend to you yeah i was like i want to like you know flank him from the left uh and like just sort of like that thought process of like trying to think like what's like a more advanced like level of film mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you have your your afi top 100 or something like that that you know most people have seen or at least you know, seen a lot of them. Right. And I was like, well, what's that, like, second tier of, like, once you've seen all those, what do you go to? Right, yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I just had a lot of fun in that thought process. Um, and, but I also wanted to know, like, you know, what what would your thought process be like? Like, I wanted it back at me. Yeah, I guess, let me see, when we first started doing this, what did I do? I guess I was just trying to pick films that I liked... That I didn't think you'd seen yet. Mm -hmm. I was I was just trying to think like, oh, I really love this. Matt needs to see this, and I think it was also like just sort of I want to talk about this with somebody because mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. so many times I, I tend to watch movies alone a lot. Yeah, and then I just keep them in my head. Sure, and maybe come up with like a two sentence snippet about it. When sure, people say, oh, how was that? Yeah, um, but you know, most of the time I'm like, oh god, I just want to keep talking about this. But, you know, no one, most, most people are just like, okay, great, well, maybe I'll see it someday, and, like, you're done, you know? Yeah. Which is, you know, I guess fine for just normal, everyday interactions, but, um, you know, we can, in this format, we can yeah. dig into it. long form, <laughs> dissecting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it was, just, it was a lot of fun, and just, like, thinking about it, and then, like, because it was sort of, like, an assignment, like, because you, like, recommended me, like, a Gus Van Zandt film, and I was going to be like, Vito, but, like... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we just, we couldn't do vetoes or I don't remember what it was, but I ended up watching like the Gus Van Zandt movie anyway. And now it's my favorite of his films. Oh, which one was it? Uh, Paranoid Park. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I'm still not crazy about him like as a whole, like his oeuvre. Mm. <laughs> um, but like that one film, like I did really enjoy and like, I still like 
will have like a special place in my heart for that one. Yeah. And so like that was like a fun byproduct of the challenge is like it, I was kind of forced to like reassess my opinion on something or on someone like in that case Gus Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reassessed it back to how I initially thought of him, but for like that <laughs> one brief moment for a minute there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was like Jim Jarmusch, like you know I watched. Uh, Mystery Train. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to rethink Jim Jarmusch now. Uh, and then I watched like all like my blind spots with him, and I'm like, I'm staying. Like, <laughs> well, sometimes it's just one movie, yeah. you know, that you like from that director, and the rest are just, you know, yeah, it doesn't doesn't connect. So, I would say that one difference between you and I and how we watch movies is that you seem to watch them for pleasure, and I watch them for pain. Like <laughs> nobody watches every Brian De Palma movie because they're enjoying themselves (laughs) like there's a lot of shit in that catalog uh and to like have to slog through it all like Mm -hmm. i'm getting something out of it other than pleasure that for some reason is satisfying to me okay uh well we maybe this is a good point to 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 say like how like you, you watch a lot of movies yeah right but i like i can be very like non-discriminate like a movie being bad like it can have like universal hatred for it and that won't stop me from watching it Mm -hmm. like yeah like i I, and like even like when i get like to the slog of a director like i watched like all these ridley scott movies recently and i'm like oh god these like early 2000 ones are so long and boring like they're all (laughs) two and a half hours and i'm an idiot and i watched the director's cut of all of them so they're (laughs) even longer but, like, I still watched all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't... Even though, like, I think I enjoyed, like, one out of ten, I was like, i got to do it. Like, <laughs> it's just... I can't stop. Gotta get through them all. Uh, and I, I... I admire that about you, though. <laughs> that is, uh... That, you know, you, you make the commitment and you just go for it. Uh, you know? And I do that, like, with franchises, too. Like, I'll watch every Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, like, what, one of them's good. <laughs> so... <laughs> Franchises that I have not been able to make it through because they are so bad. Hellraiser uh, gave up after the fourth one, which is both Hellraiser in space and Hellraiser in your favorite period in literature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeesh. (laughs) Yeah, so it starts in 17th century France. Man, that's that's rough. Um, And I could not make it through the Leprechaun franchise. Oh, yeah, those get real bad. Uh, Although I have heard that Back to the hood. The second one in the hood is the best of those. Now, is it? It's always that guy from Willow, right? He's the guy who is yeah. the leprechaun. Uh, I'm really embarrassed. I can't remember his name. I right can't now. think of it right now. We should have like a computer out with that shit. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, oh, I guess I should have tied that into the like the bitter enders thing. Like how oh, yeah. we like once that movie starts, like we might pause it, mm-hmm. but like we don't stop it prematurely. Yeah. I think that's a good thing for for both of us because then it makes it possible to even if I recommend something that you really hate <laughs> and make you watch it for this podcast, yeah. You're going to you're going to watch it. Yeah. I know that and and you can rest assured that I will too. Yeah. Um because and it actually this will come back later. This will be on the test later when we talk about our movie that we're going to talk about, listeners. Um, sometimes a movie doesn't really pay off until that very, very last yes. moment. Sometimes yes. you just have to sit through it and, you know, you'll get there. And then, and then it all makes sense and it's just, I don't know. Uh, we should probably also explain a bitter ender. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is, like, there are people who, when they're not feeling a movie, will turn it off. 
and uh, Ryan and I are not those individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, we can, it takes a lot before we decide that, like, a movie's not for us or we're not going to, like, give it, like, it, it's, you know, due viewing time. Um, I think in general, if I do not see the end of a movie, it's because I fell asleep. And normally, I'll just, when I wake up, I'll just rewind to the part that I sure. fell asleep to and watch it. But there, are, there have been times when it's like, you know, I wasn't feeling it enough. I was trying to think of movies that I hadn't finished, and it was hard until yeah. I realized that most of the movies that I hadn't finished were Criterion films. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like I re- like when I like actually started thinking about it hard. I was like, oh man, this is a Criterion film, and so is this. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> they got to rethink their catalog. The only one I could think of because you brought this up was um... and his name before I even Google it, it's Warwick Davis. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Did he do all of them? Who else would do it? Yeah. I guess that's... You've really committed <laughs> at that point if you've done, like, the first three. <laughs> Bitter Enders. Yeah. It's also a good Watching. safeguard because then I can't recommend you watch something that's, like, so horrible that, like, I wouldn't watch it again myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I can't punish you in some way. <laughs> yeah, because you'll have to sit through it again, too. Yeah, like, if you make me watch something and, I like, I hated it, I can't just, like, s- strike revenge on you. Right, there you go. The only movie that I, could, that I could think of that I didn't make it through in recent memory was Dune. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> David, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to me? Yeah. It just is. That is. Not a great movie. That is not a great movie. <laughs> I think we should. Uh, do you want to do a little... Because yeah. you're the one who can actually pronounce the name of the movie. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I'm the one who brought it to the table. So We've got I'm, our little notebooks here. I'm happy to get it started. So the, the one movie the movie uh, we've chosen to start with is Beau Travail. It is by, uh, directed by Claire Denis, is mm-hmm. how I'm going to say her name. I believe that is correct pronunciation. I don't know. <laughs> Could very well be wrong. Um, it is around it's a 90-minute movie, which I think is a great, you know... 90 minutes, that's about three acts, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, it is French, uh, the dialogue in it is French, although there is a, a couple moments where they speak Russian, and I think Italian, don't quote me on that. Oh, okay. Um, and the cinematography, I want to just mention, was with uh, was by Agnes Godard, and apparently she works with Claire Denis all the time. They have, a, they have a good working relationship, and I just wanted to throw her name out there, too, because um, this movie is gorgeous. Sure. Gorgeously shot, I think. Um, and, yeah, I guess I, I guess I should also mention why I wanted to start with this one. Yes. Um, well, so I, a couple weeks ago, got really stoned in... This is Washington State, yeah. so it is okay. This is not illicit <laughs> here, people. Um, and was like, I want to watch a movie. I want to watch an arty movie. And so I... <laughs> <laughs> was looking around, nothing was jumping at me, and then I realized, oh yeah, I've always wanted to see this movie, now's the time. Um, looked around to find it on streaming services, could not find it anywhere, and so eventually I just found it on YouTube, but it was um, no subtitles, so it was all in all these different languages, and I just, at first I was going to turn it off, because I was like, oh, I want to know what's going on, but I said, no, I'm going to pretend that I'm a student studying abroad, and I'm just walking 
around in France and decide to just pop into a movie theater and see a movie uh, and see like if it still affected me, <clears throat> which um, it was great. It was a great experience to just like watch this movie. And I, I guess I haven't thought about this until today when I re revisited the movie to talk about it with you. Um, but a lot of times you miss cinematography in foreign films because you're reading mm, a mm, lot, mm, you know? Mm. And so you're always focused on that bottom, yeah. I don't know, quarter of the screen, sure. you know? So it was nice. It was just nice to be able to just sort of experience it and let it wash over me. And I think this was a good film to try that with because <laughs> there's not a lot of dialogue. A, yeah. And, you know, it's really about, like, expression yeah. and a lot of just, like gorgeous cuts and like choreography you know yeah i was gonna say because like you know i watched it with the dialogue but the dialogue didn't reveal terribly much about no, the characters I, yeah like you got the idea that uh you know dennis levant uh his character like admired his commanding officer right and like i i don't know if that would have come across in just the pictures alone um that's true. But, like, re and, like, his his sort of, like, love for, like, the order and, like, the regiment of his life, I don't know if that would have come across just watching it. I mean, there's a lot of shots of him ironing, and I guess him yeah. sort of taking pleasure in his work, but... Well, uh, you, get the, you get the impression at the end of the film, maybe yes. we should do a summary, too, but uh, at the end of the film that, like, this was all that mattered to him was yeah. being a French legionnaire. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, the dialogue was definitely helpful for some things, but I would say the vast majority of it wasn't totally necessary. Right. Um, and th this, so to go back to the bitter ending, like, this is sort of a good one to, like, be a bitter ender for. Because, like, it, I don't want to say that, like, I, I checked out of the movie, but it was hard to always stay checked in. Mm -hmm. uh, just because it, it felt like, even though, it, like, it looked good, there was still long stretches where it felt like nothing was really happening. Right. Like, there was that scene where they're just stretching. Like, right. But it was gorgeous, It was right? good looking. It was good looking. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, there was just, like, a lot of stuff like that where it was, like, it kind of felt like nothing was really happening. Right. And I, I actually wrote that down as, through the second time through, was that, like, the, the actual plot of this film film doesn't like the small thin plot that it doesn't kick in till the last 30 minutes you know yeah it's like yeah it it's there's there's a moment when he says you know abandoned post like when he finds out yes. that the one guy abandoned his post yeah like, that's when there's actual plot happening everything else is just like mood yeah and like character yeah you, you could probably sum up like the first hour of the movie in like a sentence or two yeah like you know maybe three like one for each of like the main characters that you see right uh, but then it's, like, all the actual stuff that happens that, like, needs description happens in, like, that last 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, Which is a funny way to build a movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, we, yeah, it doesn't really start getting cooked until the end. Um, and then, like, the the very, very end, and I don't know how we're going to deal with spoilers on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the the dance sequence at the end, right? Well, so yeah, we should just do a quick summary, real fast. So it's these, these French legionnaires in Djibouti. Uh, that was something I learned, by the way, from watching it. I thought I assumed they were in Algeria, but uh, no, they were in Djibouti. Um, they uh, there's a sergeant. He's a sergeant, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's in charge of this group of young men, and you just see them like training and going through their legionnaire duties and then you, and then a new guy comes into the fold and sort of like threatens he he the sergeant suddenly becomes 
threatened and envious of this guy. It's roughly based on Herman Melville's story, Billy Budd. So yes. I don't know if that helps you at all. Uh, but And there's clips from Benjamin Britten's opera, Billy Budd, in the movie. Right, the music in it. Yeah, and it works really well. Yeah, it's really good. It's good. Uh, and so then eventually he, the sergeant kind of like sets up this thing that makes it so that the boy, what's his, what's his name? I wrote oh, Satan. It's not yeah. Satan. That's a, that's a that's a vegan food uh, item. It's like Stanton. Whatever. He uh, he sets up a thing where he gets punished and he gets banished. Basically, um, yeah. He's forced to like walk back to like the regiment through the salt flats. Right. But he but he uh, does something to his compass and yeah. makes it so that it doesn't work. So he gets lost. Um, and then they find out about it and he gets court martialed. Yes, basically, and this is and the whole story is basically being told as him from the framework that he's writing his memoirs. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. He gets like sort of disarm, dishonorably discharged right. from like the French military, and yeah, like the premise is like he's writing it and uh, his memoirs, sort of you know retelling like what happened, and um, at the end of the movie, it's like him making his bed you know, nice and neat and tidy, you know, like you would in the military. And then it shows him, like, laying down in bed with, like, a loaded gun, like, in his hands or, like, resting on his stomach. And it goes into this ending where he's, like, in a club dancing. Right. Which I believe you see at the beginning for, like, a little bit. It like, starts, uh, yeah, at the, the beginning. I wrote that down this time, too. It's, like, it's the first shots are in a club. Yeah. So. Uh, and I'm trying to make a pun with uh, shake. Djibouti. <laughs> um, that was the name of the club. <laughs> Shake Djibouti. Um, but the end of it is just like, it, it goes like from him holding the gun in his bed like to this like club sequence where he busts a move. Yeah. It's like... Uh, now this guy is Dennis Levant who, who, you know, you might recognize from Holy Motors. He was like the little weird guy in Holy Mo- Motors. Uh, or you might recognize him from the uncle featuring Tom York song Rabbit in Your Headlights. Really? That's him? Yeah, he's the guy with like... He just gets beat up by cars over and over again. Wow. So... I didn't know that. Yeah. I want to go back and watch that now. (laughs) Um, So yeah. uh, And yeah, so he's just dancing at the end and it wasn't... And like I'm watching it and it was sort of like, you know, the movie's okay, like whatever. But like, it didn't really start like clicking in until like it got to that scene. I was like, why did she choose this scene as, like, the end? Mm-hmm. And then I just started thinking, I was like, well, it's kind of gay, like, it's, you know, to the DeBarge song, you know, yeah. Rhythm of the Night. <laughs> uh, and I was like, and, I, like, suddenly it kind of dawned on me, and then, like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, was there, like, repressed homosexuality in here? <laughs> and then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, that would be, like, why he was, like, threatened by that, like, hot young thing, yeah. you know? Uh, it's funny that we as viewers can, it's like obvious to us, you know, what's going on. But like for him, he's just like no idea, you know, he just, yeah. he just has these things, these feelings well up and he doesn't know where they're coming from. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, he has like a girlfriend, like he's got that like, right. Uh, I don't know. Was it North African, East African? I don't know. What uh, East Africa. Oh yeah. I found it. I had to look that up. It's, um, it's right on the Dead Sea, Eastern Africa at borders okay. Ethiopia and I think, uh, Somalia. Okay. Cause yeah, he's got like, you know good-looking girlfriend. Like, it didn't even, like, really dawn on me that, like, it might be sort of, like, yeah, repressed sexuality that's, like, causing this, like, yeah. sort of turmoil inside of him until like, we get to this, like, dance sequence that was, like, 
it felt really out of place at first, but like it went on so long and it kind of forced me to think about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't like accidental, like this isn't a whim, like this is definitely by design. Right. Uh, and so then I started like thinking back, like how does this connect to the, like the rest of the movie? Um, and I think it, w- it was also just like, you know, sort of an ambiguous ending that like he's just in a different place now. Like whether or not like he, he you know, went through with the suicide or anything like right. that. Like, you know, that's almost not important. Right. It's like wherever he is, it's just a different place than where he was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like it w- I'm glad that I, I, I was a bitter ender for that one because yeah. if I had given up at like 45 minutes or an hour, like... I would not have gotten the whole film experience of it. And in this specific film, I think that's really important. Yeah. I watched something about this movie a long time ago. Um, and they talk about that scene. And originally, apparently, she had it with that dance sequence coming before him making the bed lying down. The, oh, the last okay. shot was just going to be him and his, like, beating. You could see, like, his pulse moving through his arm. Blah, oh, blah, yeah. And, like, yeah. The last, I can't remember what the last line is. It's something like do the work and then die or something. I can't remember. Do good yeah. work and die or something yeah. like that. Um, but she's just like, every time she'd watch it that way, she's like, this is too depressing. Sure. He needs, he needs a break. You yeah. Know? It's like, so she switched him. She flipped him. And it's nice because I feel like it leaves it ambiguous. Like you're saying, like, does he put the gun down and go out dancing? Are we, are we to believe that this is like a linear telling time-wise? Or are we, is he just off in his brain yeah. remembering because he's been you know she's been kind of playing with time this whole the whole movie like yeah. jumping back and forth between present day or whatever and so like and then also since he's telling the story from his from his memory how much of what we're actually watching when we're watching it is accurate you know what sure. I mean like did did some of this happen some of it not he's just like fuzzy memories you know of yeah of what it is and so maybe this is just another the end scene is just another depiction of where his brain went before he pulled the trigger <coughs> We don't know. <clears throat> it's ambiguous. Yes. Uh, but I will say, once that like inclination, I was like, oh, maybe it was like repressed homosexuality. Now I don't think the movie was gay enough. <laughs> like, now I'm like, I want more homoerotic tension. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's like, that's all the movie is. I know, there's like the swimming and like, yeah, there's a lot of long like the camera does like the male gaze over like oh all those people. i wrote that that was on my notes i wrote down i was like is she objectifying and then later on when they're like digging on the side of the road in those tiny little shorts and it's just like <laughs> but 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 and then i was like yes yes and then I, I wrote a little arrow drawing like tastefully erotic because <laughs> yeah i'm turned on but in a thoughtful way yes <laughs> Uh, I'm turned on. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I think my first inclination that like it was a little gay was when that that commanding officer, like the one that Dennis Levant like looked up to. Mm-hmm. When it's when they're all ironing their clothes, right? And he's just kind of sitting back and watching them iron, and he says, "Elegance in and under our uniform." Ooh, uh, and I was like, I Ooh. missed that. And I was like, that's. <laughs> It's a saucy little saying. <laughs> so, yeah, that was like, I was like, maybe there is. But it really, I mean, other than, like, yeah, the, the director objectifying it, like, I didn't sense a lot of tension 
Like it, oh, right. it, it wasn't like the the any of the characters had like close encounters or something like right, that. Right. Yeah, and it was definitely one sided. Yes. Like you could tell that Satan. I'm just gonna call him Satan. I'm sorry. I don't remember what his name is. Um, it was not being returned. You know, he's yeah. like Billy Butt of the of the situation, and he's just he oblivious or like Sentan. Sentan. Yeah. S e n t a i n. It's Satan. That's Satan. We're just gonna stick with that. Stick with the words I know. Um, But yeah, I I do remember, like, at the very beginning, like, it just kind of shows, like, all the troops, like, shirtless, mm -hmm. and, like, it kind of, like, pans over. Right. And I was like, who does she think she is? The director of Jeepers Creepers 2? Like... (laughs) Right, and they've all got their arms in the air. It's like an arm-holding thing, so it's just, like, pits. and And she gets... I noticed this this time around is that there's a lot of times where she gets real close up. So you're like, you're in their faces, you know, on their bodies, basically. Like, that camera is really close to these to these, yeah. to these guys. Yeah. And so you're, you know, yeah. in that way. You're I can't right even imagine too. watching on, like, the big screen. I uh, know. Jeez. Like, just those nipples be the size of dinner plates. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, but then she, you know, she contrasts it with, like, pulling back, and then you see these, you know, gorgeous, like, landscapes. But, um, I just noticed that this time. So, just pointing it out. Yeah. And, but the, and I look back on it, like, there was, like, the underwater sequences. Right. Uh, that looked great. I thought, I mean, A, they were all, like, in, like, the skimpiest of shorts. <laughs> um, I don't know. Underwater sequences, I feel, can be tough sometimes to, mm-hmm. like, make interesting. Like, if you watch any movie that, like, spends too much time underwater, like James Bond's Thunderball, like, it, like, really quickly, like, just becomes, like, slow and interminable. And, like, I felt like this, like, did it really well. Like, I thought the underwater sequences were actually, like, handled, like, very interesting. And, like, they felt fast-paced. Yeah. Uh, even, but and, like, which is weird, because, like, I watch, like, an underwater action movie, and I'm like, this is so slow. <laughs> uh, and it felt, like, fast and, and sort of, like, It was just uh, a dancing thing. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And that's something, because I went and read a bunch of reviews, that was something that a lot of people seemed to say about this film, was that it, it felt very much like watching a dance performance. Yeah. I mean, there was the one where they were, like, running through the obstacle course or something like that, and, like, just right. the way that it was, like, one and then here and then here it really felt choreographed mm-hmm. like in a good way like mm-hmm. i don't want to say that it felt staged it like it just felt like the whole cast was like in sync like they were all in the same right. room or just that stretching scene that you talked about earlier yeah. it's like at, today when i was watching and i thought the link was broken because she holds the first dude for a long time he's just sitting there Mm. And then slowly you see him move his leg, mm-hmm. and then she pans out, and you see them all doing it. And this, it's pretty, it's beautiful, really. It's like they're just everybody's kind of moving in the same. way. I guess this must be what I look like in yoga class. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is that all I wanted to say about this movie? Oh, I wanted to. I, there was a moment when I was trying to like shoehorn in her use of color. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it really has any bearing, but like th- there were moments. Mostly blood. Like, anytime there was red... Oh, yeah. It was really, like, shocking. It was, because... a, sh- it was a very stark contrast. Yeah. Because we had blues, and we had, like, whites and tans. Right. Desert, basically. De- yeah. And then, like, greens because of their uniform mm-hmm. and their little berets. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, uh, the, the red, like, it, it always, like... I guess because everything else seemed so, like, sunburnt or natural. Or, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, like kind of sun washed a little bit mm-hmm. and the red was sort of just like a vibrant exotic color yeah you saw it in there 
Um, or and, and it was, I noticed it the first because there's that like helicopter crash. Yeah, um, and then it, yeah. like, psh, it's like the whole screen gets filled with red. And then right after that, when they're having the, that slow funeral procession for the guy, yeah, the, they're all wearing those like tan uniforms, but then like they have red. Oh yeah, epaulets, and those just like stood out, you know. Yeah. And it's like, is she saying something about oh man in nature it doesn't work? I don't know something like that. But I don't. I think I was really just trying to make something out of nothing. <laughs> sure. It was it was beautiful and it was there. I should just like accept that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> similar movies oh. or other movies from the same director that are good i you know what i haven't seen anything else by her and i really want to see her first film which everyone raves about too it's called chocolat um and it's it's not the johnny Depp one not the Johnny. which but they both came out within like oh a couple of years of each other okay. which is funny uh no hers takes place in africa i want to say cameroon okay uh and i i read like a synopsis of it uh but i don't remember it but it looks it sounds good (laughs) uh well i will recommend trouble every day okay uh which is her vampire movie uh with vincent gallo really yeah and those vampires get real rapey like (laughs) like the and like while i was watching it like this was a while ago now that i saw it but uh it's the only other movie of hers that i've seen Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed it and it was because like the way that, like, the vampires fed in that movie is probably closer to how it would be in real life. Mm. Like, it wouldn't just be, like, one bite in the neck and then the damsel would, like, right. pass out. Like, there would be some fighting back. It would oh, yeah. it would get rough. And it was, like, they wouldn't just bite in the neck. Like, they'd bite, like, really wherever they could find, like, a big vein. Mm. So it's, like, he's, like, trying to, like, force himself on this, like, one girl. And he ends up just, like, going at her inner thigh. Oh, man. And, yeah, it and, like, there's lots of blood. Like, okay. it's everywhere. <laughs> Um, Use of red again. The movie, like, movie's just red. Like, it's different <laughs> shades of red. Um, oh, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, so I would say that if you if if you like uh, Claire Denise, Claire Denise, yeah, let's uh, go with that. I would definitely check that one out. Okay, I uh, you made me think of this one really shitty movie that came out. Um, are we are we going to curse on this podcast? By the yeah, way, I think so. Okay, good. Um, I think it was called Innocent Blood, and it came out in the That's a John Landis film. Maybe, but I just, there's a girl... I haven't seen it, but yeah. I just uh, remember seeing this movie, and I was maybe 11 or 12, something like that. I should not have been seeing it. I was at a friend's house, staying the night, and I just remember, she kind of, when she feeds, she was just like... And then you just have, you know, this big neck wound that was like almost like a zombie kind of situation. And I remember thinking, like... I don't think vampires eat that way. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> it's more like a were- I don't know, werewolf situation. Whatever. Yeah. But, so uh, next week, we're watching Innocent Blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, John Landis, who directed uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, well, see? He still go. got werewolves He's on the just, brain. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get it, He couldn't figure out his vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he went into that one. He's like, hey, you know what movie rocked everyone's socks? <laughs> Let's see how much we can cross over here. Repeat. (laughs) Yes.
I want that check. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah, so I feel pretty I, good about this. I feel pretty good about it, too. I was also wondering if there's, like, because our bonding over movies kind of stem from a challenge that we gave each other, uh-huh. do we ever want to challenge the audience to watch something? Hmm. Because, I mean, there's some movies, and there are some movies that, like, I feel that people should watch, but I don't necessarily want to watch them again. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so, like, today I was thinking, like, you know, we have this, like, voice, you know, I want to use it to, like, spread the word about movies, too. Like, sure. not just do one specific movie for Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but, like, I wanted to just, like, maybe challenge people to watch a movie called The Group. Okay. Uh, it's like a nineteen late sixties movie. Okay. Directed by Sidney Lumet, who you might oh, yeah, know yeah. from Twelve Angry Men, among many, many other great Dog films. Afternoon. Yes. Um, it's a big ensemble cast. Oh. Um, all women, prim- or primarily, they're all the stars. Candace Bergen's in it. Wow. Uh, and uh, the the big one, it has a very young Jessica Walter in it. Ooh. Uh, and she plays a lesbian. Wow. And the movie is basically like a rundown of like it. So it's got this big ensemble group of women, and each of them kind of deal with like their own taboos that like women had at that point in time. I mean, most of them are still taboos. Like mm-hmm. one girl's like uh, has to deal with like being slut shamed by like all her friends. Uh, another one is, like, shame for, like, being too prudish. Like, you know, being a virgin for too long. Uh, Jessica Walters a lesbian. Uh, Can't win. Yeah. Women uh, cannot win. You know, uh, there's, like, birth control and abortion issues brought up in the movie. And it was just sort of, like, this strange, like, interesting film. Uh, yeah, it's from 1963. And it's got all these people in it. And it just dealt with all these, like, taboo subjects, like, around women at that time. Uh, and it's just one of those movies that, like... You know, I'd never heard of it up until not, you know, maybe a year or so ago. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, especially because, like, people love Jessica Walter nowadays. Well, yeah. Uh, that you'd see, like, people talk about Play Misty for me. Like, people seem to know that Jessica Walter's in that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like the group where she, it's like 1963 and she's playing a lesbian, like, would get more recognition than it does. Uh, so well, I just get that out there. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like while we have this voice, I want to like say like go watch the group. Also, Jessica Walter in it. Jessica, if you want to come on this podcast, <laughs> free, feel free to contact us. We'll bring you on. We'll do an all Jessica Walter we, uh, marathon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we'll pay you the same as any other guest, <laughs> which is water. <laughs> you get a glass of water. <laughs> um, no ice cubes. It's not a budget. <laughs> But who knows, maybe by then we'll have, we'll have a budget for ice cubes. We'll, we'll have ice money. <laughs> we're, st- we're just keeping the bar real low at the moment. You know, this, this is a startup. We don't have money to burn or singe. <laughs> just keeping, you know, you just got to keep it low. And then that way, if we reach that bar. Yeah. Good job. Go us. <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine Jessica Walter sitting in here in my dirty little apartment? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Just drinking <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> how, how did you feel about doing the group, Jessica? What was it like working with Sidney Lumet? Can I freshen your water for you? <laughs> um, goals. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty good note to end this on. <laughs> oh, oh, we have to mention what we're doing next week. Uh, next week... We're planning on doing The Stranger of the Paradise. No, The Phantom, Phantom of, of the Paradise. Paradise. Fuck, I did that when I was looking for it earlier today. The Phantom of the Paradise. Brian De Palma, 
Yes. Uh, 70-something? 1974. Okay. Which I believe was a year before Rocky Horror. Ah, okay. Uh, now, this is more... It's super campy, but it's sort of like before gays took over camp. Ah. Or maybe Brian De Palma was just, you know, stealing from In a tune. bunch of gays. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look at that. Cool, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm already excited. Uh, I have not seen this one. So I'm really excited. Sometimes we're going to have films that we've both seen and we're just like, oh, I want to talk about it. Yes. Um, but I have not seen this one yet, so you're going to get a fresh take <laughs> from Ryan Whedon on this movie. Um, and I just watched it about a week ago, so it is fresh in my mind, cool. and I cannot wait to just talk all about it. Yeah. Feel free to watch it yourself. Yes. And then have opinions of your own that you'll, you'll just be yelling at your phone about, or however you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, you guys are idiots. You can't... Oh. <laughs> That, that is how I envision... So you know that episode of The Simpsons where, like, it's Lisa's rival? Yes. Uh, and she's like, suddenly has this, like, uh, uh, complex that she's, like, always in second place. Right, right, right. Uh, and she has that fantasy where it's, like, her and... Uh, <laughs> Oats. Oats. Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's someone else in there, yeah, too. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. Um, but, yeah... Uh, and they were all in a big concert, and they're going to do <laughs> their number two single, "Born to Runner Up." Right, and everyone starts booing, boo! and she like wakes up out of her fantasy, like, "Why did they come to our concert just to boo us?" <laughs> That's what I imagine our fan base is going to be. All right, yeah. Like I'm going to set up a Twitter account for us, and it's just going to be seven hundred thousand. <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe we'll we'll get T-shirts that say that on it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> X-rated. You guys are ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just seven hundred thousand tags saying boo. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course our response would be like, "Are you saying boo or boo earns?" <laughs> exactly. You're gonna get some Simpsons references on this mm-hmm. show. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I feel like I should contribute more because I can just do this all day. Uh-huh. Well, you know, next time we can. We'll... We'll have another film to watch. Or maybe we could do more one or two of these at a time. Yeah, maybe. If we can really just pop them out and stay focused. We'll see. Or maybe we could each we could do two a week even. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Um, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you notice how I keep like looking at the recorder yeah, every time yeah, I'm talking well, yeah. to the audience? Or well, they say like when you're voice acting, you're supposed to like emote and like actually like do everything. And like the way that like you look at the microphone <laughs> and say, stay tuned... It was like you were telling the microphone, like, <laughs> we should put tune little, in next week. We need to put a bunch of little faces on here so I know <laughs> I, I have an audience I'm working with, you know? I can. Um, I was also thinking uh, maybe we should do, because uh, there's some movies that like I want to talk about, sort of like the group where I don't want to devote a whole podcast to it, mm-hmm. um, but like maybe do like gay trash cinema. Like, oh. what was that movie? Like, Socket or something? Oh my god, Yes. Like maybe... I would love to talk about Socket if I could find it again. <laughs> I, well, I was thinking like maybe we could do like a quick rundown, like do like rapid fire, like sure. Is it art? Is it trash? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, is it watchable? Is like is this trash something that like I can sit down and enjoy, or is this just garbage, garbage? Yeah. Uh, and then we get more into a, like what is film? What is <laughs> cinema? <laughs> Discussion, which I'm happy to have. <laughs> So, today, on What is Cinema, we'll be talking about sockets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'd forgotten about that movie. What a piece of work. I don't remember if that was on the challenge, but I do remember that you 
recommended that movie. Yeah, to I me. feel like I did. I feel like I, once I saw that, I was telling everybody I knew, please just watch this and tell me I didn't like have a fever dream or something. <laughs> any any last thoughts? Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess please subscribe. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'll probably make an Instagram at some point. Uh, okay. We'll probably have a presence. <laughs> I assume an internet presence. I mean, <laughs> not like... We have a physical presence. <laughs> we aren't ghosts. <laughs> if anyone was worried about that, let's just put that to rest. We're not spirits from another dimension. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and...